Hello and welcome back to the Men You Are Not Alone podcast. This is episode 49. It is a solo episode. On the heels of my first episode of Off the Rails with Dash Riprock and us talking about the spiritual realm and how it presents certain obstacles or how it can move in and out of the physical realm at will, seemingly, and how it can present obstacles in front of us. I find it no small irony that we recorded that episode just a few days ago. I've been stacking up interviews and episodes to where now I'm going to be recording for May. Not this one, but interviews. I have been sitting here for close to 45 minutes, starting and stopping and restarting this this episode because I, had, I blew in from work and I wanted to sit down and, and shoot down a, a quick one. And as I sat down, I got the computer fired up, got the microphone hot, hit record and my neighbor on my neighbor across the street came out and started mowing his yard which I was pretty certain you're going to hear it through the microphone so I hit stop and deleted that because it's hard to start back over once you get started so I stopped waited for about 20 minutes while he mowed his front yard hit record again got started and my neighbor to the side of me decided as soon as he finished, he was going, the neighbor to the side of me was going to start mowing his yard, which is even louder. So I clicked stop again, deleted that. He finished mowing his yard. Then I hit record again. The ice maker kicks on and that lasts for about five minutes. And so I hit stop and deleted that. Then I sat down again, hit record and my computer start my processor starts going which is from some kind of download or update which i have completely turned off and i've learned that it doesn't matter you can't really turn anything off on a windows computer so it the processor sat and ran for about i guess i've been sitting here longer than that it probably ran for over 30 minutes which typically follows on the heels of an update it is an update that i have not gone to get it's updates i have turned off I know that the audio processor on my computer gets pretty jacked up when the processor is running like that, and it makes a garbled audio. So here I am for about the fifth or sixth time to sit down now that I'm starting to get tired because I'm sitting still. So it's been a really hectic two and a half years in the construction world, but the past couple of weeks I am definitely pushing just above redline for what I I have the capacity to manage. It is the largest number of homes that I've carried to date, and it's taking its toll on me. And since nothing works smoothly anymore because of the labor market, the supply chain, the cost of goods, the relative dissatisfaction with life or unhappiness with life that a lot of my customers struggle with and want me to carry for them, it is not an, an easy challenge to tackle. My job has basically become no longer to project manage, but to help manage the storms that drama and dissatisfied and unhappy people create by being unhappy. And that's sort of the way they come into me. That's the way they're going to leave. And there's nothing I can do to change that. And I'm okay with that. So it's been a very trying past couple of weeks. I've aged a couple of years in the past two weeks. And today was no different. It was It's Friday today. I'm running around like a chicken with my head cut off because there is literally more people than I can get to. There's a lot of money on the table for the crews who are attending this stuff for me. 
My phone is constantly ringing. It just does that anyway, so which is why I tend to leave it in my pickup. And those are all emergencies that are non-urgent. So by about 10 o'clock this morning, I had been at it for about two and a half hours, and there is no pause. There's no slowdown. There is no quiet moment. Literally no quiet moment. From the moment I hit my job site, it starts before then. Like when I turn my phone on in the morning, it is already ringing before the phone can even load the, the software that tells me who's calling. It's just automatically ringing. It's part of what makes me have anxiety with my phone because there are no boundaries anymore. Uh, homeowners will call me till 1130 at night. I have to leave my phone in a separate room so that I don't even think about it. It is always on silent. And that's how I deal with the technology that I have to carry right now. Financially, my company provides me a phone. And right now I don't have the the financial situation where I can be buying a separate phone and, and paying for that plan. So I was at one of my commercial buildings this morning. I was already just strung out. I wanted to just go hide somewhere, probably in another neighborhood or in a parking lot somewhere and sort my thoughts out, sort of figure out everything I, I had come to work with that was urgent to complete on a Friday so that it did not roll into a weekend. I'm at 10 o'clock in the morning I have not touched any of that, and there's already this avalanche of stuff in front of me that has been created, and none of it is my cause. I haven't caused any of it. It's just stuff that erupts. It's the nature of construction as well as many other industries right now. So I'm sitting in my pickup, and I had just gotten back in, and it was quiet for about a half a second. I thought, well, finally, I, I'm going to get just one quiet moment, and somebody taps on my window, and I thought, nope, it, it just won't be quiet. Nothing will ever be quiet, ever. And it was a gentleman who has done a whole lot of my work for me over the years, and he does a really good job. It's hard to put you in my my shoes in the nature of that job. If you don't, if you work in construction, you understand that zone you get into. That is basically you have to be a bulldozer to get accomplished what you have to get accomplished. And you are just a bulldozer that will not be deterred and you just bulldoze. And I was in that zone this morning. This gentleman taps on my window and I'm like, I God, I can't take one more thing. Like I cannot, the phone's ringing. Uh, people are redialing me, which tells me now they're in a panic. They think that what they've got is an emergency, but I've got six right in front of me. My vehicle is surrounded by, by guys who are looking for answers and I just want to get a cup of coffee and go disappear. It's the end of the week. I'm exhausted. And so I roll the window down and I was irritated. I mean, transparently, I was irritated with the fact that I couldn't get even just one second of thought that's quiet. He, he had this big smile on his face and, and he's been through a rough spot in his life over the past few years. I rolled the window down. He's got this big smile on his face. And he said, I want to show you some pictures. And I'm thinking, oh, my gosh, I do not want to look at your pictures. Like, I, I think the world of you, bud. But right now I am dealing with a whole crap load of stuff that I will not get finished by six o'clock tonight. It's Friday. This is now cutting into my own personal life. It's 10 o'clock in the morning. I can see where this whole day plays out. I know where it ends. And I do not have time to sit and look at pictures. But as he started talking, I finally softened up and got that toxicity out of me for a second. And 
I wish that the story he relayed to me was a, a unique story. I wish it wasn't common, but it is. And every morning before I walk out of the house, I ask God to use me in whatever capacity he can use me for to encourage men or just people in general around me. This gentleman was so excited and he opens his phone, starts showing me pictures. He said, this is my daughter. She's 19. And he said, we are finally reunited. And at that point, whatever I was thinking about just drifted off. It drifted away. Because when I hear that kind of a phrase, I know there's a painful story involved with it. And he was flipping through a few pictures. And he said, she's been looking for me for two years. He said his mother kept her away from me, would not let her have any contact with me. And, you know, of course, because I work with so many men, I said, well, did you never choose to challenge that? And he said, I never had the money. And who would I go to anyway to get that fixed? Like, I, I he's just, it's a typical story. And I wish, I'm not going to explain it all. I'm just going to say he's typical. I wish he wasn't. He showed me some pictures. She's 19 years old. He has not seen her since she was four years old. And that's when her mother decided that, and his wife at the time, decided that she was no longer going to, she was going to alienate him, alienate his daughter from him. And she did it really well. And he has not seen her since she was four years old. And I'm sure there's more story to it, but this is an illustration of how this is why my heart breaks for men. Because this situation shouldn't exist, period. And it's very, very common. And that that is the pathetic part because it's a poor reflection of who it's a reflection of the poor quality of people that we have become. And if nobody else will say that, I'll say that. We are not evolving upward, we are devolving. And if we're not careful, we're going to become the apes that the, the people who think that evolution exists think that we came from. We don't need to join the animal kingdom. We are different than that. So he starts showing me these pictures. He had not seen her since he was four. She finally finds him. And she finds him through some kind of social media contact or something like that. Calls him and goes goes to meet him. And he said, she just she walked right up to me and hugged me. And said, tears just started pouring down her face. And she said, Dad, I have been looking for you for years. But Mom would never tell me where to find you. And she said, I'm just relieved that you're alive, that you're real, and that you're here. And he was showing me his text with her. And he said, we text each other each morning now. Like I just, he said, he gets up at 3.30. He works a very long day. He gets up at 3.30 to get ready for the day. His day starts at about 4 in the morning. He showed me, he was just showing me texts because he's so excited. He's like a little kid. And he's, I would guess he's somewhere in his early 40s, uh, mid 40s, something like that, somewhere in that neighborhood. He said, look, he said, when I get up, I wait till 4 a.m. I don't want to text her earlier. And I just say, good morning. And he said, look at how quick she responds. Good morning, dad. She lets him know when she gets to work okay, when she gets home okay, when when the how the day is going and this has just evolved in the last few weeks and he was so excited i've not seen him as animated i've not seen that genuine smile where like the phrase where somebody smiles with their eyes he is smiling with his eyes for the first time i've known him and he said he said justin i don't remember ever smiling like this and i said dude you've I've not seen you smile like this in years and I've known you for years and I've never seen you smile like this. And he said, it's like, there's a hole. 
that in my heart that has been filled up. And he said, it's, I said, like a pain that you just learn to deal with for many, many years. And then you, you kind of forget about that pain because it hurts too much to think about it. He said, yes. And then my daughter came back and he said, all that pain just disappeared. I said, you know, gentlemen, do you feel like you're healing? And he said, God is good. He said, it took forever, but God is so good. And I said, he is good. To watch that in a man's face, this is a hard man. He's not a hard-hearted he is just a hardened man. He earns his living with manual labor, and it is tough work that guys in skinny jeans don't do this kind of work. If you wear skinny jeans and you're listening to this, my advice is switch to a different style of pants uh, because, no, never mind. That'll just be a something else. That'll be a rabbit chase. I'm not going to do that. Anyway, switch to another kind of pants. Uh, the image it comes with, I'm just telling you, man to man, ditch the skinny jeans. But to watch this man, he's a manly man, tough as a cob. And he was so beaming after 15 years of his daughter being kept away from him and his daughter looking for him for the past two years, but coming with, with no help from his mother or from her mother to find him. She knows where he's at. And she knows how to how to get a hold of him and stuff like that. But but what does it take to get a culture to a point where that is accepted? Where it is okay for a mother to alienate a child from a father for 15 years and something that the child, once the child, once she reached adulthood, the tethers were cut and she could go find her father. Is that healthy for a child? It is entirely destructive to a child. It would be no different than if a father did that to a mother. I just don't hear fathers doing that to mothers because mother, fathers would wind up in jail for doing it. And that is the simple truth in, our, in today's culture. That's just a random, a random insertion. One thing from my morning where I saw God work, and it so broke my heart to hear that story, but it made my heart happy to hear it. Anyway, man, if you're out there, your child has been alienated. Maybe your children have been alienated from you. Do not give up. And just as Dash discussed, when you hit bottom, just like he did, he had to hit bottom. Not bottom, but like mega bottom. And he had to do it several times. And he finally cried out to Jesus. And Jesus heard him. And Jesus is putting his life back together in a way that he already had it together for the most part. But his life is going back together in a way far better than what he imagined now that he has decided to let go of some things. I want you to stay encouraged. It's going to be okay in the end. I don't know how, but if you'll run to Jesus, it will be okay in the end. Don't give up. Don't give up hope. This gentleman didn't. And I think it's a testament from the upbringing he came from. I think it is a real testament to... Just the sheer tenacity of this man. He outlasted it. He waited it out. And that's what I tell men often. Just wait it out. Circumstances pass. Storms pass. Nothing sits still in life. But that made me wonder about division too. And so I think about division. Like, let's just say there are people in this world who would... Let's just say that their goal is to control and manipulate mankind. Not men or women, not men, women, and children, all of us. 
the easiest way to throw somebody off kilter is to get them to move to some extreme, get them into a state of, that's why fear is so effective is because it's an extreme. So you get them concern. Concern does not usually make people act too irrationally. If they are fearful, they move into the irrational realm automatically because it's right at the edge of fight or flight, or it's already in fight or flight. In fight or flight, you default to a survival strength. I don't know how to describe it. You know what I'm talking about. Say there are people who would like to keep us enslaved. The easiest way to do that, the easiest way to divide us is to polarize a people, polarize cultures, divide them, and then keep them in extreme states so that they're not thinking rationally. Keep them bombarded with things like war, financial concerns, fuel concerns, uh, religious concerns, cultural concerns, uh, hating neighbors and stuff like that. I work in such a diverse culture. I work with a host of different cultures. I don't see any racism. I, I, my guys all work great together. They don't have to know each other. They can be com from completely different parts of South America, Central America, Mexico, uh, Canada, the U.S. We all get along and we all talk smack with each other. It is a brotherly like a brotherhood of construction, a brotherhood of men working together in a unified goal to take products, put them in a certain shape so we can sell them. And I don't see any of the stuff that people who stay glued to a television, because again, I've been away from television since 88. So the world that a lot of people live in, I don't see that world. I live in, I, I want to live in a three-dimensional real world that I experience, that I touch, that I smell, watch, here that I can put my hands around every day. I don't see what people who watch their televisions keep talking about and, and have for decades. I don't see that world. It's almost like it's a figment of imagination fed into the minds of enslaved masses who will just swallow propaganda at, a, at any rate that it's fed to them. I don't understand it because I don't participate in that part of the culture. I think maybe it's time that we as a people decide for ourselves. See, we have the capacity to decide for ourselves. It's whether we choose to avail ourselves of the opportunity to, de to decide that we are not going to be divided against each other. We are actually going to be a people. Because if we are a united people, we can't be moved to extremes, left or right. It's hard to divide a united people. It's why Jesus said that a house divided against itself will surely fail. It will surely fall. That is absolutely true of a people. It doesn't matter. That's uh, Narcissists do it all the time. They are great at dividing people. Manipulators are great at dividing people. Insecure people are great at dividing people. It's throwing out distractions. It's like throwing out uh, uh, what's uh, not uh, chaff. Like the back end of an airplane. It's throwing out distractions for airborne missiles. You just throw enough distractions out there and maybe the missile will go to that. So it's not that hard to control us as a people if we're divided. But when we're united, we're a force to be reckoned with. Anyway, this is just random babble after work because I've been exhausted all week. And I wanted to just get a few thoughts out of my head. So... Again, my goal with my life is to be a vessel of healing to the extent that my limited abilities allow that to happen. 
I am tired of fighting. I don't actually like fighting with people, period. I don't like arguing. Well, I do kind of like arguing sometimes with stubborn people and with narcissists because they're just irritating. And I'm tired of them ransacking and hurting people. But other than that, I really am more of a peacekeeper. And I do like bringing people together so that we have some sense of unity among us. Because I know that just like the Bible says in Ecclesiastes, that a strand of one cord is easily broken. If you fall, who's going to pick you up? If you get cold, who's going to keep you warm? But it's like a strand of more cords, like three cords. When you fasten them together, who can break that cord? You have somebody to help pick you up when you fall. You have somebody to help keep you warm when it's cold. We as a people have to, it has to come from we the people, that we are going to be united. The whole political arena is geared to dividing us. I would say once you step above the level of governor, you have stepped into a realm that is keyed toward division. And you're going to get people that are going to go into that arena to try to make a difference, and they're going to be slam dunked. A governor still does have quite a bit of authority in a state. A stubborner, a, a, a stubborner, a governor can can instill in the people and lead by example, setting the tone, setting the precedent for the state, and unite a culture. That just went nowhere. But anyway, it's it's up to us. If you're looking to a leader to solve our problems, stop, because they're not going to. We the people. We have the ability for critical thinking before if if we could get people to unplug from devices and go back to talking to each other, like person to person, engaging life, engaging each other. And it would wipe out so many issues with depression and isolation and, and things, anxiety, because suddenly we're not alone. And that is the point of this podcast is is to scream to the world that men, you're not alone, but also to women. This is not an anti-female or anti-women podcast. I'm not anti-women. Just men are my focus. I know that women need this help as well, but that's not that's not my, my purview. That's not in my purview. I, that's it. I'm just going to wind up babbling if I keep going. So just remember, as you move through your day, it's up to you to help unite where you live. Unite the people where you live. And it doesn't have to be some big civil disobedience thing. Start it. Change starts at the level of ourselves. And it starts by uniting people that are within our circle of influence. And you unite people and you connect people and you show people that we're really not all that different from each other. It, I'm not saying we're one world. Because we're so many cultures and we are so divided and fractured. And I don't want like a one world where everybody's the same. I love the differences of different cultures. I think that personally for me, I I enjoy that mix because it is, yeah, I don't know. It's dynamic. And you get to look at different parts of life. You notice different parts of life when you have different cultures in the same area. And I think because I live and work in that, I get to see that. That is a dynamic that I've gotten so used to. I like that. I like that people think differently, that they look at things differently than I do. And I don't see that as a threat in any way. I see it as something that gives me energy. And it does give me a fresh perspective on some things and think, oh, well, maybe I thought a little bit doofy on that. 
And, and I got a different perspective from this person from a different place in the world. And I'd never thought of it that way. Like, that's kind of cool. Like, it, maybe it's not something negative. Maybe that's something kind of cool. The choice to unite as a people, the choice to not be alone, it begins with us, with me, with you. That choice is ours to make. And when we leave the house each day, or for those of you who work from home and never get out of your pajamas, you're still not, a, you're, you're not excused from this. Go out into the world and bring people together. Bring your neighbors together. Bring your neighborhood together. Bring people together. Start uniting people wherever you live, whatever country you're listening, this, listening to this in. The power is in us. It's not in a handful of people who have bad designs for us as, as a collective whole, as a people. We are not batteries, slaves, resources, or anything like that. We are people created in God's image, not to be slaves, but to live abundant lives. And I just want to encourage you, stop underestimating your ability to impact change around you. And also, if you're struggling because your children have been alienated from you, that's not the end. Don't give it up. Stay the course. And just like the gentleman who tapped on my window this morning that I was originally annoyed with, in the end, things can work out. And just because your children were alienated from you doesn't mean they won't find you. There is a strong desire for a child to have a parent. And if a parent is alienated away from that child, that child's going to have a hole in them. They're going to want to know where that parent is, who you are, what are you like? Do you still love me? Was there something I did that made you not around anymore? I'm not guaranteeing you'll get a shot at doing that, but that is absolutely worth staying the course to find out. And I can tell you that, that, that giving that to Jesus and asking him to help with your life will make all the difference in the world. He will give you strength in your legs. So I'm going to drop off because it's Friday and I'm tired and I'm hungry and I'm ready for a weekend, and I'm ready to put technology away for the next couple of days and work on my garden. Just some dirt that smells good, and that's it. So I will catch you on the next one, and I hope that you have a good day.